This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, elite life optimization coach, Ryan Nidell. And today I'm going to discuss with you lessons from last night. Now, it's been a couple days since I've been in this state of mind to, to record a podcast. Although content comes to your ears every day, and that's a commitment that I've made, I've shared openly, I'll record two, three, four, five, six episodes a day and then take a hiatus, take some time off. Sometimes that time off is based around timing, needing to pull back, view this game of life a little differently, and then deploy different strategic action going forward. But sometimes the time off is based off necessity, which happens to be the case over the past four, five, six, seven, maybe even 10 days. I want to explain to you why. I came up with the brilliant idea of launching a 10-day challenge. Now, the 10-day challenge is going to be, from a marketing standpoint, an evergreen process. While the first grouping of individuals that will go through will begin their journey together May 6th, everyone else will be able to just come through. The reason for this is I believe it's important metrics to have a lead generation process that's greater than just this podcast, greater than my referral network, and also because I want to make an impact. Right? And I know the 10-day challenge, what happens for most individuals that I know is you take a product that you have or a service, you water it down to most, the most basic level possible, and you sell it for a low barrier to entry. The barrier entry for this, in case you're curious, is $19.97. I'll make sure that the guys put a link in the, in the comment section or however you say it in the description in case you're curious about what this looks like. But as most people water it down and, and make it just a very entry-level product just so they can sell and sell and sell and sell on the backside, I took a different approach. Yes, I, I decided how much value could I offer for 20 bucks? Well, and the answer is all the value I possibly can in 10 days. And that's PDFs and videos and all types of stuff, right? I won't bore you with the details. There was another show that aired a few weeks back about this particular thought process. And when an idea comes to me and I hop in here in the studio and I sit in front of this microphone and I look at the cameras that adorn the desk in front of me, my mouth opens before my rear end can cash the check. And how many times in your life has that happened to you where you get excited, you have a great idea, you verbalize it outwardly, and you haven't stopped to consider what it's going to take to pull it off. That's my deal, right? Like it's just, I just ship it, as it's called. Something comes up, I spit it out, and the team looks at me when I get off like, oh, wow, that's going to be a tough one to do. Hence was the case for the 10-day challenge. You see, in my excitement, I completely neglected to recall when we would be leaving, Lindy and I, to go to Rhythmia the Life Advancement Center down in Costa Rica. I didn't even consider when that would be. Well, it falls the seven days right before this challenge launches. Which there's a chance from where you sit, you wouldn't necessarily 
be able to conceptualize what that means. So I'd like to take a moment and explain it to you. I recorded 10 incredibly in-depth, brand new from scratch videos that all have to be done sequentially that are, I believe the shortest one is a seven minute video. The majority are 10 to 15 minutes of just nonstop valuable content, which in its entirety, I don't mind talking. All the things that I have to share are things that I actually do, so it becomes pretty easy. But once I verbalize what I have to share on the camera, then we have to also develop and design in-depth PDFs so that you could download them. These PDFs aren't just regurgitated information that was in the video. They expand upon it in a greater capacity. Well, that content has to come from somewhere. And certainly the guys in the office do a phenomenal job, right? They pick up the slack and do things. I don't even know how they pull it off. But the harsh reality of the situation is many things have to come from me. I mean, they're, it's my training, it's my words, it's my thoughts, it's my mindsets and modalities. So the content for the PDF has to come from me. So now we're shooting 10 videos and creating 10 very in-depth PDFs. Ultimately, as you're sitting there, probably still not that big of a deal. I'm like, man, it's not really fair to drop people into this thing without any preconceived notions of what's coming. So I better also shoot two pre-training videos, which require the same things as the other 10 videos. So now I'm up to 12. And then on the backside, if someone went through this whole program with me, it feels awkward just to leave them hanging. So I better design and develop another video or two Talking, about them, talking to them about their experience, asking them to invite other people so that other people can learn, and also recording some path as if someone wants to continue down a road in a journey with me. So now I have to record another eight videos, eight to nine more PDFs, and the team has that much more work to do. So now this brilliant idea that I came up with is 20 videos, 20 to 25 PDFs, that all have to be done prior to me leaving for Rhythmia. Not that big of a deal. But then there's also daily emails that have to be sent out that itemize what's expected and what's coming, as well as a seven-day lead-up into the 10-day journey, plus the two to four days afterwards. So yet again, we're pretty close to a 20 or 21-day, very well thought out, very sequential email sequence. At this point, I'm sure you have to be bored out of your mind. I, I'm bored. It sounds like I'm droning on. But think for a second in your life, all the different times where you've opened up your mouth. You said, yep, I'll do that. I got it. You didn't pause and slide back before you spoke. And now you realize you have fully overcommitted. That is where I'm at. And in, in the overcommitment... Because I have verbalized it and I have brought in people's capital, i.e. people have paid the $19.97. I mean, I'm looking at a screen in front of me that shows more than $1,000 recently, give or take in a day's time. People have signed up. That's real money. That's people that have worked incredibly hard, much like yourself, to put money in your bank account than to trust in me enough to spend it with me. That's something I take with incredible responsibility. 
So there's an expectation that's been set about the quality of deliverable. I have to make sure that I outpace that by a lot. But I also have the commitment to a podcast every day. Seven days a week, 365 days a year. But then I also have a commitment to the 15 one-on-one coaching clients that I work with a quarter. So I have to still do that. I also then have to honor my commitment to the two groups of individuals that I run that are both an hour and a half a week. So now I have an entire new business that I decided to launch out of nowhere, essentially, sometime in the first two weeks of April. I'm off the grid the last week of April and into the first week of May. At the end of the first week of May, this process launches. Something has to give. And so what gives in this situation, unfortunately, is me and my time. Admittedly, it's by choice. I'm the one that opened my mouth about this idea. I'm the one that wants to over-deliver. I certainly have 10 videos and 10 PDFs I could just slap together and make a, make a little course. Yeah, it just doesn't really work for me. It's not how I'm wired. And so as I'm here in the office last evening, well after the agreed-to 7.30 home for family dinner time, only by about four hours different, I'm scratching my head. Like, what did I do? How badly did I overcommit? Like, look at what every, look at all the stuff that's breaking down in my life based off of not stopping to make a good decision in the moment. Now, don't get me wrong. A 10-day challenge that is the entry point into working with me that is massively impactful and someone will get at least $1,000 worth of value. I personally, when I add it up, I look at it as two, maybe $2,500 worth of value. But I don't even care if you say it's $500 worth of value. For 20 bucks, it's a phenomenal deal. And it gets people warmed up and excited for what could be. But man, I just overcommitted. And so then I'm working in the office alone until 10, 30, or 11 for the second night in a row. I get home, my family's pretty much in bed. I still have to cook dinner for myself because I eat a specific way. I have to then give my body time for the food to digest. I then have to go to sleep. And then I decide to slash have to slash want to get up the next morning at 5.30 to not only honor myself and the commitments that I've made, but also because in the groups of individuals that I run, I show them and I lead by example how this works. So I am up doing the work that I ask them to do before they're up. And I'm freaking tired right now. In addition to that, for those of you that aren't Midwest dwellers, we have this great stuff called pollen that comes around as spring flares up. That's where we're at right now in our seasonality. We're spring. And so I have a stuffed up nose and watery eyes and a scratchy throat, which then also means my sleep quality is not the same because I can't breathe. Blah, blah, blah. So think about this. I had a great idea that I'm not going to back down from the 10-day challenge. But I'm the one that determined when the 10-day challenge was going to launch. 
and I spoke it into existence far before ever taking a moment to sit down and look at a calendar and be strategic. I was just quote-unquote in flow. I was going in the moment. It felt good when I said it. But the post-verbalization ramifications are significant. Lack of sleep, lack of quality time, lack of intimacy, lack of quality diet, lack of focus, right? Which then in my life triggers all the other lack emotions that have always been there that I still work through much like most of the clients that I come across, right? Those feelings of not being good enough, of being inferior, not knowing if you're worthy, judging ourselves against other people or that comparative trap we fall into. It just helps those things rear their ugly heads. All from a simple thing like just not pausing. Which had me thinking last evening as I'm sitting at the dining room table alone after midnight. Empty plate in front of me, empty water glass in front of me, laptop pulled open in front of me. So I certainly am not adhering to the no blue light policy that I have. I'm sitting there, head in my hands. Not depressed by any means, but just questioning why exactly it is that I do this. Why do I push myself to run at this pace? Why don't I slow down? And much like so many things in our life, or in my opinion, everything in nature, there's a duality to this answer. Two sides, some total of a zero. There's the sides that wants to add massive value and push and push and push because, you know, the harder I push, the higher I'm going to rise because I won't let myself down because that's not how I'm wired. Maybe that's you. Or maybe I'm the only crazy dumbass that thinks that way. Nonetheless, it's how I'm wired. Then there's the other side of the equation that's not the push, 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 change and make an impact. Then there's a side of me that's just eternally fearful Of something. And I don't really know what the fearful is. I don't really know what I'm afraid of at this point in my life. Now I'm three days removed from being down in Costa Rica at Rhythmia Life Advancement Center. I'm pretty sure in the four or five days of ayahuasca, I'm going to figure out what I'm afraid of. When I come back here, that version of fear, I hope to leave there. But it's crazy how the small things turn into the big things. The world would not have known any different had I looked at the calendar and said, yeah, it's going to be May 12th versus May 5th. I would have known different because I would have had more time. And with more time, I wouldn't have had to break the, the agreements that I have with my wife and my daughter or with myself, which is the most important one, which is to leave this office by 7.15. Now, if you're new and you're scratching your head of 7.15, we don't start until 10. I don't like rush hour traffic. Plus, I like having my time in the morning. And so, we're kind of a 10 to 7 shop. And really, more than likely, it's 10 to 6. And sometimes it's 10 to 5 or 5.30. Doesn't really matter. It's just very interesting to think of how the smallest, most insignificant verbalization of a thought can not only man itself and come to fruition in the terms of making an impact on what will be thousands of people's lives, but how it can also make an impact on the one person's life that matters most. Mine. 
So think about that for you in your life. Think about all the places where you open your mouth a little too quickly. And from going to the front of the line because you want to participate, you end up by the time the game of life starts, you're in the very back. Maybe it's your body, right? Like, got this burning desire to do an Ironman. I can't explain why. It makes no sense to me. But I fully realize that long-term Ironman training commitments are so massive and significant, it's hours and hours and hours of training a week. That's a commitment that I currently can't honor. My life is not structured in a way to support that, maybe much like your own. My family has more weight and importance to me than the Iron Man. The business has more weight and gravity to me than the Iron Man. So I'm not moving towards it. I'm vacillating. I'm waiting a bit. Maybe if that's not your story, maybe it's inside of your relationship. You're in a conversation with your significant other, maybe it's your boyfriend or your girlfriend, or just the man or woman that you're courting. There becomes a heated discussion or just an elevated emotional state. And in a way to diffuse it very quick, you open your mouth with, yeah, 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 you're right, I'll never do that again. Eh, sorry, Johnny, wrong answer. You know damn well when you open your mouth, you're going to end up doing it again, but you just want the situation to go away. So in the moment of passion, you say, I won't do that again. Instead of realizing either that it's not a good fit relationship-wise for the two of you, or just owning where you sit and letting the chips fall where they may. And the third variable to this, of course, could be inside of your business, which to me is the bane of my existence and many of yours. Not in the fact of I don't love what I do, not in the fact I'm demotivated by what I do, but in the fact of I want to do yet so much more that I just keep opening my mouth without pausing to say what can really be done. And from that standpoint, I have to encourage you to learn the lesson that I had to learn last night. And that lesson is, if I slow down and map out some variables just for an extra 30 seconds, it will actually long-term speed up the progression of my life. And if you own and embody that same message, you'll find out every day after you're able to get shit done.